Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Escape Your Fate podcast, an anthology horror podcast full of scary tales with choices to be made. See if we can keep the characters alive or inadvertently, and sometimes on purpose, lead them to their deaths. Thank you for joining us for our first episode. I'm Ashley McAnally. I'm Morgan Wilson. And I'm Morgan Valco. And we are your lovely hosts that will lead you through the aforementioned journeys in these wonderful choose-your-own-adventure horror stories. Morgan, can you tell the audience what they can expect on the Escape Your Fate podcast? Of course. Uh, so listeners or viewers, if you are joining us on our YouTube channel, can expect one scary tale per episode for our first season. Morgan and I will take turns appearing with Ashley, either as the narrator reading the story or being the decider of choices in each episode. Whoever is deciding will have no idea what the story is about, so their choices are made completely on the fly. As we come to the choices, we may stop and talk to our decisions, and at the end of the story, we will discuss what we thought about it and ponder what could have happened had we made a different choice. If we didn't make the choice you wanted to hear, you're still in luck. We will be releasing the other choices not used here in the main episode, exclusively on our Patreon and to be purchased on our website. We would love to hear your thoughts and feedback, so please leave comments if you're watching from YouTube or leave us a review if you're listening from your favorite podcast app. Thank you. Okay, so today's first tale is one I've written, um, but throughout the season we'll have several different stories from different authors taking submissions, all with different settings and different choices, but all in the horror thriller genre. The tale I've prepared for our pilot episode today is simply called A Late Night in the Office. And I actually have other stories in this universe prepped, but I'm going to let your decisions on this main episode, um, how, like, what ending you get to affect which story I write next and how I write it. So I'm excited to see how this turns out. That's super fun. Are we ready to start? (laughs) Yes. Okay, here we go. A Late Night in the Office. You rub your eyes after straining them a few hours after the workday. You notice the sun dipped beneath the city a long time ago, but enough fluorescent lights in that room are left on to keep you productive. The custodian comes by and empties out your trash can as you stretch. You glance over the rows of cubicles to see your boss still in a late-night meeting in her office. If she can hang, so can you. She needs those quarterly reports tonight. Sitting down, you get back at it. Rows and rows of numbers and names consume you as you do your delicate work. Finally, you're ready to send them to her and head home for the night. But by the time you look up, she's gone. Everyone's gone but you. Only one roll of light show you the way out. You shrug, still thankful to have the quarterlies over with. As you gather your things, a tap catches your attention. You turn to look at your boss's office. Her glass wall is the first thing you think to check, but you can't make anything out in the darkness of the room. You stare into that black abyss, waiting to see if the taps will come again. But when they don't, you shrug it off, throw your blazer over your shoulder, and head down the rows of cubicles to the exit. A loud crash makes you jump and fall against the flimsy cubicle in front of the elevator. You knock over a trash can before you collect yourself. It sounds like a bunch of supplies just fell over somewhere. So first choice, do you leave or investigate? Uh, if, if we're talking Morgan, Morgan Valco, Morgan Valco is probably leaving. <laughs> that is someone else's problem and I am not here for. <laughs> but that doesn't sound like it would make for a very interesting story. I feel like we need to go investigate this. Oh, yeah. we're. I definitely want to go check it out. <laughs> All right. Here we go. 
Taking deep, silent breaths, you grab the trash can before it can rattle across the linoleum floor. Leaving your blazer in that cubicle, you inch your way along the row until you come to the second-to-last aisle closest to where you heard the crash of supplies, or whatever it was. You try to assure yourself the bracket of a shelf broke, or that a rat must have gotten in somehow and knocked over a shelf, looking for day-old leftovers. But something in your gut tells you that's not the case. Rats are big, but they aren't knock over the biggest shelf in the office big. The crash was too loud, too sudden. And there's something else. The tapping came from your boss's office. Excuse me. The tapping that came from your boss's... The tap... I swear I read this before we... Okay. You wrote it. The tapping... I know. (laughs) The tapping came from your boss's office before. At least you thought it did. It may have been a clock, but you don't want to take the chance. It's been a long time since your instincts were honed to the sharpest point, but they resurface now as fear lights along your bones. Every brush of air from the dusty vents is like a gust of wind. Every creak of the skyscraper's frame is thunder in your ear. When you make it down to the far end of the aisle, the one closest to your boss's glass-lined office, you peer down the walkway. Along the floor, a trail of viscous slime shines in the dim lights of the fluorescence. Fluorescence? (laughs) In the dim lights of the fluorescence, colorless and only barely stinking of sulfur, you figure it could be anything. It could be from anything. The trail leads down toward the break room and supply closet. You keep your steps silent as you begin to hear the sounds of shuffling footsteps, loud, heavy footsteps, and the breath of someone bigger than you. No, something bigger than you. As you round back toward your workplace aisle, you see a shadow dart into the last cubicle. The trash can you silence now rattles across the floor as the human-shaped thing snatches up your discarded blazer and shoves it into its face. As it sniffs your blazer, a wet, chittering sound cuts through the silent office floor. It's tall, maybe eight feet, with spindly arms that reach nearly back down to the floor, tipped in dangerous yellow-black claws. Darkness clings to it, more than the flickering lights would allow. Even dimmed as they are now, that... Even dimmed as they are now that it's past office hours. You can't tell if it's clothed or bare, furry or scaled, but you can see that its skin is corded with pulsing muscle. See that its mouth gapes wider than natural, toothless like a baby's, glistening in that same colorless slime. Droll, you realize. You inch closer, not out of satisf- not out of fascination. At least that's what you tell yourself. No, you get closer as it breathes in your blazer, then begins to gum it, the fabric soon soaked and fraying under its claws. You get only close enough to the creature to make it to the tall bookshelf that maintenance had been dragging its feet on, anchoring to the wall. It's filled with file boxes and staplers and boxes of sharpened pencils. And it's solid oak. Heavy. Heavier than the crash that alerted you to the creature's arrival. You press your shoulder to the corner, brace your legs, and heave with all your strength, knocking the bookshelf over in a slow, cacophonous arc. You pause long enough to watch it crash onto the creature, knocking it into the cubicles and down to the floor. It shrieks and chitters loud enough to rattle your eardrums as you turn and make a break back across the office, back into the shadows to decide your next move, even as ice-cold fear bristles beneath your skin at the sound of the inhuman shriek. The sound is like nothing you've heard before, and that scares you most of all. Next choice. Do you face the monster or try to hide? You should have got out while the getting was good. 
I don't want to fight that thing, man. I don't want to do it. I think it. I want to hide. No, I want to hide. Can you hide? hide All right. <laughs> well, let's see what happens. Try to hide. The monster, whatever it is, doesn't go down with the bookcase. It struggles. It shrieks as it tries to get out from under the wood and the files, fighting it like a rabid bear, as if the shelf itself is another enemy. That display of rage nearly makes you wet yourself, and all you can do is run away from the sound. It has been far too long since you've done something like this, and you were never any good at it to start with. None of the family's instincts stuck when you were conceived, or born, or whatever bullshit lore they spin. The fear chokes you, buries itself beneath your nail beds like icicles. It doesn't fuel your fury like it does the rest of them. It's all you can do to duck into one of the darkest cubicles and cover your mouth with both hands, quivering in the dark. Maybe it'll go to a different floor now that it's been hurt, or leave the building altogether. You pray and hope to whatever might be listening out there, something beneficent, something to balance the demonic shadows that cling to this sick, twisted thing. It doesn't even have teeth. Why does the absence of fangs make you more terrified than their presence? If it flees like you wish it to, then you can run too. Leave the city if you have to. Reach out to your family to find out the, what the hell is going on and only find out what the hell is going on so that you can stay out of it and find another job and another new life far, far away from monsters and sulfurous saliva. Even as you think of that hopeful future where everything works out and it's just your clothes that need replacing, not limbs and blood, your mind also spins with thoughts of what you should do. You don't have courage or instinct, but you have knowledge, facts that always stuck in your memory even better than your siblings. Now... That knowledge comes rushing back. Silver would probably work, but you don't have any on you, because what normal person carries silver on them? Aspen might be good to have, but you doubt any of the office furniture is made from that tree. Your thoughts are wild, hysterical even, and if you were to remove your hands from your mouth now, you don't know if you would bawl or laugh. Your mind is such a mess of fear from the toothless monster. Only the smallest part of you wonders, why, wonders at why. Why did this happen? And how? This thing. It's not like any you've read about, not really. It's barely been two seconds and your mind's gone through all the possibilities, or at least it feels like it has. The monster clawing and chittering behind you, ripping the shelf to splinters. Such a whirlwind of hysterical fear that you barely notice that your phone is vibrating in your pocket. Again, without thinking, you dig it out and press it to your ear hard as the monster begins to get back to its feet. Hello? You whisper as if that's a perfectly normal thing to say when under attack from the supernatural. The urge to laugh is too close to the surface, and you wonder if this is what lunacy feels like. Thank God you answered! Jenna, your sister. Jenna, who stayed with the rest of your family when you got the hell out because she was good at this. Not the star sibling, not Gerard, but your favorite Jen Jen. She'd know what to do. What the hell, Jen? Fury wins out over the maelstrom of fear, at least for the moment, like it always did talking to your big sister. Do you know what's going on? What this thing is? What thing? Oh, God, did it find you? It's the Martins. They actually did it. The mutagen. I don't care. I You hiss, barely remembering to keep your voice down so it doesn't find you. What do I do to get out of here? We think Silver is your best bet, Jenna says, confirming what you suspected. Silver works on everything. There's not exactly a lot of silver in an office building. Hysterical sarcasm bleeds into your words. The monster has shaken off the bookcase from this. You're sure of it. I'm going to try to get away. Jenna, I... 
claws sink into your ankle and shin bone, and suddenly you're yanked out of the cubicle, sliding out so fast your head hits the wall and you drop the phone. Your head's fuzzy, no longer storming with panic, but an awe-silencing fog. Still, you somehow reach out to stop the advancing jaws of the monster, sulfurous drool dripping onto your face, in your eyes, along your teeth and gums. Your grip is wet. You grip its wet baby gums, and it burns. You're screaming. You're kicking. You're petrified of its weight across your arms and legs, and your bladder finally releases, as does your colon, as do the tears burning cold behind your eyes. And the monster smiles as it leans its horrific mouth down, sulfur, sulfur drool shining in capes, in capes of shadows ever darkening. Something in your torso Something in your torso crunches before its loose lips close over your face. Far away, as if from another world, someone is screaming, shrieking, calling your name. She sounds horrified, but you can't do anything about it. The scream becomes the last thing you hear. Maybe it's a mercy that you don't hear the crunch of your bones or the wet squelch of your skin coming undone from your muscles. But your sister does. She hears every last sound. And Texas for eyes. <laughs> that, that was a pretty awful death. Uh, you picked it. It was. It was. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you get for trying to hide. I don't uh, think I could have done better fighting it. You may be in the story. Me personally. Mm. Me, yeah, me personally, I think I just would have left the office and said. That. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is someone else's problem. <laughs> They're nice it's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> my oh, uh, so I will intrigued. say your chances of surviving out of all the endings is fifty percent. Fifty. I think if we had fought it, we would have won. Yeah, probably. I'm curious now, though. Who are the Martins? I know like, the Martins, indeed. And <laughs> I, I do kind of feel. What was the sister's name? Jenna. Mm-hmm. I, I feel bad that she had to hear us die. Yeah, that's awful. That's pretty gruesome. Yes. So, like, so, yeah, because I, because I had ideas for which story to write next, but I didn't want to. Until I saw which ending you picked, because each ending could like trigger a different next story. So this will be yeah. interesting to see Jenna's perspective for the next one I write. Now Jenna's gonna go like on a murderous rampage, right? She's gonna hunt so. down the monster. That could be one path. Yeah, that could definitely be one path. <laughs> <laughs> oh and she called us. I wonder if we had left, would have gotten the phone call, and then just been like, "Well, I guess we'll just be on on the lookout for a monster thing." Mm-hmm. Probably would have lived. Maybe. Wouldn't have made for such a good story, though. <laughs> That's true. The safe choice is usually not the best story. <laughs> not the best option mm-hmm. for a story. And so, yeah, uh, sometimes I'll, I may throw you for a loop. Some of these stories, the safe op- option might actually be safe, and then sometimes it might not be. Yeah, Who knows? Who the author is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm more determined to live in the next one, though. No. Yeah. That's not a good streak. Oh, for one. one. 
we're not winning, man. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be all right. Oh, should we keep tally? Should that be a thing? Uh, yes. Definitely. Yeah, okay. Good title. <laughs> Over one. Yeah. We're gonna need to make some animation. Yes. The character, did they survive? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is a we need to come up with some. This would be some things, some fun things to think about. Yeah, like how we want to yeah, build the culture of the show. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Math made going. Any other ending thoughts before we wrap up? What do we think oh, overall? I'm excited um, to learn the other options. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I know that monster was creepy. I don't like yeah. that it. It had like baby gums. <laughs> <laughs> Beef is bad. Like I don't. I, 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 how much more does it have to hurt? Like you think like a bite, an actual bite with teeth. Uh, like I think of it like a sharp blade versus like a dull blade, teeth mm-hmm. versus gums. Like they're having to like just use the full force of just the jaws to do any damage without teeth. Like oh yeah. Plus the acid sulfur <laughs> saliva is yeah. oh my gosh. it's so yummy. <laughs> I totally get why she was more scared. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but without without teeth, because it just that means it's got something else going that's going to be worse. I cannot wait until I get to show you the rest of the lore, the world building going on in this universe. So I'm excited. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening to episode one of the Escape Your Fate podcast. We hope you will join us for our next episode where, once again, we will have a narrator and a decider. Hopefully, we will live through the end. (laughs) Episodes will release bi-weekly, so please watch out for us. And when you're not listening to us, you can always go check out our other podcast, It's All in the Cards. It's a witchy horror fiction podcast. A little bit different setup from this one, but still has some chills and thrills for you.